0: Go in your Bible to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 11, Running on Empty is the title today. How many fit that uh, song as far as the age-wise go? Anybody? Oh, we do have some. (laughs) we got some old-timers. Uh, Matthew 11 28, 29, and 30 Are you there? Jesus said Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden And I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn of me For I am meek and lowly in heart Now, I want you to find and and, uh, realize that, that Jesus said you want rest, there's something you need to do. You need to put on a yoke. You say, well, that don't make sense. Oh, it will by the time we're done here today. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, for you shall find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. Father, I ask and pray for your anointing upon the remainder of this service. We're thankful, God, for what has happened so far and your blessing, God, and how people have enjoyed and, and received from you, from you. But, Lord, we're praying, God, for an extra oomph as we endeavor to preach your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. How many like vacation time? How many's a list maker? And they give make all of list lists and... Got to go off her list. You, uh, you got your list, and you pack your bags, and you load them in the car or the van. You check, make sure the coffee pot's off. You go through and make sure the wife didn't leave the curling iron on, You, uh, which is a misnomer because she takes all of that with her. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work, her going to Israel. I really don't. I really don't. All oh, the excess luggage and all of that. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, somebody, when I went to Israel in '98, somebody told me, uh, now you've got to have an adapter if you, if you take a hair dryer. And I said, really? You're telling me that? Really? I've got to have an adapter. But you get everything packed, uh, you're in, you lock the house up, you're in the car. You turn the key on, you're ready to, to back out and to head off on your trip, and then you see that the wife, the last time she drove, she didn't fill up the car, and it's and it's on E. And as I've said more than one time, that doesn't stand for enough. That's empty. How many here at one time or another, including myself, has said, I really feel empty? You ever said that? I have. I have I feel empty and I hear more Christians saying that than I ever heard before and I don't know if it's just the overall draining effect and I think this was part of it of what society has I mean you think about it years ago if one of the things that would have been going on in America would have happened 15, 20, 25 years ago, it would be catastrophic to people's minds. And now it's just, well, that's just one one of many. All these things that's going on, that's just part and parcel of, of what life is today. And I think that just constant barrage of different things that come at us, it has a whittling away on us and a draining effect upon us. Preacher, I'm so empty, I got a question to ask. And when I point a finger, I'm pointing three right back at myself. Are you obedient to the Father's will? Are you obedient to the Father's will? Jesus being our example, Jesus said, I'm obedient to do the will of the Father. Jesus said, I'm obedient to be about my Father's business. Preacher, I'm running on empty. Jesus said, I lay down my life. And I don't think Jesus was running on empty. He was obedient. He was obedient to what God had required of him to do, the very Son of God, which no one else could do that job of him dying for the sins of humanity. He was obedient from start to finish. Preacher, I'm so empty. Jesus said in Luke 22, Take this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He was obedient to the call of God in his life. One of the favorite things, and I really have to admit, about, I think we was in the other building still yet, and I seen this scripture, I thought about this scripture, I preached this scripture, when Abigail, the greatest woman in King David's life, said these words to that man, you are wrapped up in the bundle of life with God, thy Lord that just so struck me. she seen David and seen what he was about and said, it's just like you're all wrapped up in the things of God. You're all bundled up as a package to the Lord God. It's like you yourself, David, is a present to the Lord God of heaven. I've got to ask you a question. What are you wrapped up in? Every one of us, you could look at your checkbook and see what you're really wrapped up in. If you're only wrapped up in the making money, if you're only wrapped up into your own self, I'll tell you this, and I've seen on the church sign before, if you're all wrapped up in yourself, you make for a mighty small package. Because life is bigger than me just being wrapped up in myself. Life that God has given us. And one of the greatest things we can do is just like with Monty Dash, being willing, even in adverse situations, to share the Lord Jesus with someone. I could say that about Monty. It's like his life is all wrapped up in the Lord his God. Let me tell you something I was thinking about the other day. The gospel is an amazing thing And let me prove it with this. If next Sunday, President Obama would show up in Wayne County, he would get a bigger crowd than me. You let President Obama, now I didn't say Vice President Biden, he wouldn't. (laughs) But Obama would. He'd get a bigger crowd than me. You let that same president show up every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night in Wayne County, and before the year's over with, the preacher got a bigger crowd than he got. And that's incredible for me to realize and know that that's the power of the gospel message that you as a congregation will come out Sunday night or Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, and we'll do that all year long to hear the same great story, that old, old story of Jesus and his love. That's the power of the gospel message. Jesus said in Matthew 11, get involved in carrying the good news. And I'll tell you what will happen. It will keep you from running on empty. I had a sister. Well, I had three sisters growing up, and and, and I'm not going to say which one, but one of my sisters constantly growing up. I'm bored. I'm bored. And growing up watching that, I thought, if I ever become a parent, I know what I'm going to say to my kid when they say, I'm bored. Mom knows which one it was. (laughs) I'd hear one of my kids even mention the word bored, I'd put them to work. And it got to where they were saying, I'm... Bo- <laughs> the Christian person that's always bored, that's always empty, that's always in the molly grub. chances are they ain't doing much. That's right. Come on, ain't doing much. And I, as a a minister and even as a Christian person, I would much rather wear out than just being an old fuddy-duddy and just rusting out and griping about everything that's going on. And I ain't the way I do it. And off I was the preacher. Well, you know, ain't ain't nothing stopping anybody from going out here and going to a cornfield and... You know, getting you a little cornfield and getting rid of that corn right out there in the middle and putting you in a basement and going from there and then building. Ain't nothing stopping. Ain't nothing stopping. I got preachers mad at me all the time. He's taking people from my community. I hear this all the time. That ain't fair. That's a big church. They've already got enough people. Taking people from my community. Won't hurt my feelings at all. If somebody from Mount Vernon, Fairfield, Salem, Flora, Centra, it won't hurt my feelings at all if they want to come over here to the fair city of Orchardville and knock on doors and go from door to door and see if they can get anybody from Orchardville to be able to go to their church over in Fairfield or Mount Vernon or it won't hurt my feelings at all. (laughs) Won't hurt my feelings at all. That road runs both ways. Thank God for people, again, it is an amazing thing that you hear this gospel week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, and you're still hooked and you're still amazed by what God is wanting to do. That's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Now, we're talking about running on empty. Let me show you how the preacher would run on empty. Hi, Caroline. Back from Africa. Cool. There are added with Centralia, 1,200 people that go to Orchardville Church. If everybody wanted to talk with a pastor for an hour, that would now be 1,200 hours. There are, gotta look down and make sure I do this right, 24 hours <laughs> in a day. You know how many days I'd figure up? 50 days. Me talking 24 hours a day, and that ain't going to happen. I do more talking here than I do anywhere else. My wife, well, that's (laughs) no. If I'm going to be what you need me to be, it's got to be from this pulpit. People all the time. Do you counsel? Yeah, I do mass counseling every Sunday morning. So for me to be what you need me to be, it's not going to be one-on-one. It's going to be getting the Word of God infused within you. That is what's going to make a difference in your life. Last week, we looked at Elisha. Elisha was running on empty. And any preacher that says, I don't want to see your face, that guy's running on empty. He ain't filled up with the love of God. And that's where Elisha was at. He told those three kings, I don't even want to look at your face. Something had to happen to him for him to go from running on empty for that gauge to start going the other way and to be filled up with the the very Spirit of God. What was it? They called for a singer. And that singer began singing to that man, and the praise of God began flowing into that man, and he went from being, "I'm mad" to being, "I'm glad." Right. and I will speak the word of God and the message of God into your life. How many here ever been mad? How many heres ever been offended? Give you a wonderful scripture about being offended. Psalms 119, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Wow! I'm offended. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Well you don't know what they did to me. Great peace which have thy law and nothing shall offend them. You don't know how they mistreated me. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. There are people that I know that they wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire. They wouldn't do it. They look the other way. I still call them by name. I still wave at them. And they will not regard that one iota. You know what? I I refuse to be dragged down to their level. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let them affect me. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I had people tell me, that was a great sermon. You know what I do? I just keep right on walking. Come on. I have people tell me, you think you're hot. I just keep right on walking. I have people tell me, well, boy, you just really think your church is all that. I just keep right on walking. I refuse to let somebody either with their words give me a big head, and this is an amazing thing about the human body. You can pat someone on the back and their head will expand. or I refuse to let somebody tear me down by the words that they are saying. Keep doing what you know you're supposed to do. And I realize that church people, they get mad in Kentucky, and I realize that over in Indiana, church people get mad, and I realize over west the people from Missouri, those churches get mad, and I know up in Wisconsin that church people up there get mad, but in Illinois, nobody ever gets mad in church. Particularly Wayne County and Marion County. Oh, no. We're the lovey-dovey Christians. (laughs) Elisha was filled up by songs. I wonder what that singer was singing. I think I know. King David had wrote a magnificent songbook a hundred years earlier. And I say that's what that singer was singing from. And it very well could have been that, that eventful day that that man started out singing. In Psalms chapter 1, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Or it may have been in Psalms chapter 8, where he said, and sang, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Or it may have been in Psalms chapter 18, where David wrote, "The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer." Or it may have been in Psalms 23, where David writes, and this song, uh, this uh, singer singing a hundred years later to influence and encourage the man of God, "The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want." Or he may have been singing in Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, whom shall I be afraid? Or maybe it was Psalms chapter 34, I will praise the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Or maybe it was Psalms 40, and I love this one, to where the Lord God has lifted me up out of the miry clay and put my feet upon a rock and established my goings and put a song in my mouth, even a new song of praise unto my God. Or it could have been Psalms chapter number 46 that this man was singing. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Whatever song it was, it was something that built up the men of God. If that can happen to a prophet of God thousands of years ago by someone singing a song, I think you can be built up and not have to run on empty by somebody singing a song. Amen. Whether it's here at Your Branch with the different praise teams that we've got going or with the, being able to put in a cassette with, uh, with Casting Crowns or Mercy Me or who else somebody like. Third day, who else somebody like? Chris Tomlin, who else somebody like? I didn't hear that. Orchardville Church CD, how about that? Now, I'm going to go as far as I can go without being off screen here. This is my good side. That yoke is not a burden. That yoke helps you with your burden. You can ask some oxen about that. They'd say without the yoke, we couldn't pull the burden. What's the difference between someone that's saved and someone that's lost? Someone that's saved is has the yoke. They're yoked up. With the power of God, someone that's lost—they're just bearing a burden. They've just got this thing slung over their back. You know, I hear people that go through hardships, and I just have to say, to where there are times that I think, "How are they doing that?" Because they don't—they're not saved. They don't want God, and yet they go through—they go through pains and trouble and turmoil. And you know what they're doing? They're bearing that all by themselves. They're burning that all by themselves. It's a, it's, it's a burden. But the Christian person is yoked up because Jesus said, if you really want rest, you gotta be yoked. Right. My great uncle James Hutchcraft had pulling ponies, Rex and Tex. <laughs> and if one pony will pull a ton and now they're yoked up together, and you think, well, now they're gonna pull two times. That ain't right. Those two horses together will pull four times the amount that they will by themselves. The stress and the load, and can we say the burden, i pastoring this church, and there are people telling me, I don't know how you do it. I, I, I know you just got to be so busy, you don't know which way's up, and you got all this stuff, and all this, all this responsibility, and I just don't get it. I'm yoked up, is what the deal is. Yeah, I ain't doing all this pulling by myself, thank you very much. Yoked with the very power of God. And if there's someone here that they're unsaved and they say, well, preacher, I'm unsaved and, and I'm feeling empty. And maybe if I can just turn a new leaf over, everything will be all right. And, and I, just, I don't like the feeling of being running on empty. And, and I just don't know. I'm just going to try to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. See, what I'm talking about is not you as a tadpole turning into a frog you know it's just slowly evolving into something else no ain't what i'm talking about i'm talking about you as an unsaved person being a frog and being turned into a prince that's what i'm talking about and that happens by the kiss of grace that god does to each and every one of us That's what I'm talking about. Not you getting better slowly by slowly and evolving into something. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a change, a sudden change, a what you used to not be, and God making you a new creation. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Years ago, uh, was it five years, seven years how long have we been married? 31. 31, six years ago. Me and my wife, we went to Niagara Falls. I got a lot of points for that for a little, about a month, I guess, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And being there to Niagara Falls, something that I oh my, I gotta hurry. Something that I Scene was uh, as a tour guide Took about a group of 10 or 12 of us And we went behind the falls And there was a hole That they had bored out Just an, oh, probably about like that right there That big For those that's listening to the CD Maybe about a foot and a half across And you could see the falls from the back of it and then she says everybody that wants to you can take your loose change and you can throw it in that, in that, hole, in that hole behind the falls and make a, and make a wish. <laughs> Boy the moment she said that it just like put a little shiver down me because I'm thinking at Orchardville Church we want you to get behind the gospel and we want you to throw in your time and your talent and your treasure. And don't make a wish. Make an investment. Make an investment. One of the things of how people can, cannot have to run on empty all the time is be willing to be a giver in all facets of your life. Been to Israel? we going to be going back. My wife's going this time. I hope she don't create an international incident. (laughs) One of the things that we will see there is the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. It's the deadest thing on the planet. And the Jordan River flows right into it. But you go to the south, and there's no way for it to exit. You go north, and you go to the Sea of Galilee, and to this day, and I went in 98, to this day, everything about it, man, it's just vivid in my mind, how beautiful and pristine that whole area was. It takes in from the Jordan River, and to the south, there's a way for it to release. And it's the most beautiful, plush area in Israel. And I thought, there's the spiritual application. The person that's willing to give is blessed. Think of this, if your palms, palms down, you're willing to give, palms up, all you do is receive and take. That's the dead sea. All it does is take, and it's the deadest thing on the planet. I don't want anybody here to run on empty, and one of the great paradoxes is if we're willing to give ourselves, our time, our effort, our treasure, our talent over to God, He'll make sure that don't happen. He'll make sure that don't happen. That's God's mathematics. Bow your heads, please. Father, we're thankful, God, for this time to be able to spend with your people, with with Orchardville Church. We're thankful, God, for your uh, uh, talent that's here. We're thankful, God, for the ability that's here. We're thankful, God, for the potential that's here. And I'm asking and praying, God, that your amazing power and might would speak to every person. And Lord, we would not be continually running on empty. In Jesus' name, Amen There's a scripture that I preached on earlier this year Preached two different sermons On being renewed as an eagle And flying like an eagle That's called the molting process To where the eagle will take off feathers Will pluck feathers out And the exact same feathers that are worn That plucks out here She then will go to the other side And pluck those feathers out as well To where everything is still aerodynamic She does that because she knows if she doesn't, she'll wear down because new feathers will grow, lush feathers. She knows that she'll be able to fly in sub-zero weather. She knows she'll be able to handle the rain and the cold. But without doing that, she would eventually die. Every person here has energy. Energy is like the same as jogging or walking real fast. That's energy. Furthermore, every person here has potential energy. You know what potential energy is? Potential energy is when a pit bull dog is chasing you and you're running. That's potential energy. Different from from energy. That's a potential that you can get to but you didn't think you could. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's potential energy. That's over and above anything Paul can muster. That's being yoked up with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, you have a need, as a Christian person, you feel that it's just like a roller coaster to where you're just roller coaster Christianity. One day it's, whoopee! Next day, oh me. Whoopee! Oh me. Whoopee! Oh me. Tap into some potential energy. Get yoked up with Him. Come on as they sing. If you're here this morning and maybe it's a crowd this size or someone that's unsaved, the Lord Jesus Christ died for whosoever will. That includes you, that includes me. So if you're here this morning without Jesus, come on. Come on right now. Praise God.
1: Come to
0: For God so loved the world, listen to these words, that He gave. He gave. If you're here this morning and you never received that in your life, make that to be a reality today. Come on.
1: the deep rise out too deep we say
0: empty, don't be ashamed. Let this be the hour of your life to where you're going to be able to point back and know, God really filled me up that day. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God's wanting to do in your life today. Oh, I'm a preacher. I was back in 88. I was filled back in 78. I was back in 98. Hey, something might have leaked out. Something might have leaked out get built back up again thank god come on come
1: on If your heart in the stream of life Let the pain and the sorrow Be washed away In the ways of His mercy As the deep cries out to Thee.
0: God has a huge reservoir of his spirit and power waiting for us so see it's never on his end just like from this huge reservoir it's flowing to us but a lot of times whether it's through self will whether it's no I'm going to do it my own way not yielding to him but it, it could be it could be tons of different things it gets to our end and it's going drip 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 that's not God's fault He's got the reservoir He's got the abundant supply and in the book of Ephesians it says be filled with the Holy Spirit the Greek there is be being filled I don't think it's a one and done thing you just keep wouldn't you like it if your car was one and done? There it is. Topped it off. I'm running forever on this tank of gas. It don't work that way. don't work that way. Sometimes we get low and we got to get filled back up again.
1: It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618 835 2677 I saw Jesus